Brendan O'Connor on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Timber Living Log Cabins. For your perfect workspace, living space or hideaway, timberliving.ie. Brendan O'Connor on RTE Radio 1. A texter says, can just imagine a vulnerable old person in need of some care and we throw them to a robot for empathy. But you see, the thing is, the robots might be better at empathy than the human beings at that stage. Whether they mean it or not doesn't matter to the person receiving it. I'm bending your mind enough there. I heard a very interesting one about, you know, the the chatbot, uh, the, the thing that everyone's getting to write poems about various things and everything. The thing about the chatbot is it doesn't understand a word it's saying. You know that. So you have to realise that. It is just random. It is just words and it is predicting what the next word will be. It does not understand any of what it's saying. So it, it's not... AI isn't as AI as we think it is. Now that we've scared you about the um, techno future, we'll scare you a bit further now. My next guests are just about to launch season three of their excellent horror podcast, Petrified. Writer Peter Dunn and producer Liam Garrity, welcome. How you doing? Thank you. Uh, Peter, do you want to tell us first off what what is Petrified? Uh, it's a horror anthology podcast looking at a darker Ireland. So we take some Irish folklore, we take some recognisably Irish things, and give it a very dark twist and try and frighten people. Yeah. So it it and it is it is drama. I, yes. I like kind of people might know Inside Number Nine. It's kind of along the lines of that. It's exactly one off like stories that. and yes. and as you say, very Irish mm-hmm. ghost estates and and all, all <laughs> kinds of things in there. Um. So you come from a proper theatre background, Peter? I would have. I would have uh, probably... Not that t- this isn't proper oh, stuff. Oh, no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Beg your How pardon. dare you? Well, I, was, I would have thought that I wanted to be an actor and then I finally got up on stage and was thinking, why are all these people looking at me? Uh, really? that, okay. <laughs> so that quickly went out the window. So then it was, so then it was like definitely into writing. So started off in theatre, but then it became more about just storytelling. And I think that's kind of why Petrified is so much fun to do. Or even like... Uh, because one of the things about Petrified is it's, uh, you know, Irish people have a real tradition of storytelling or yeah. everybody has a weird story or somebody's aunt has a ghost story or something like that. And that's the kind of thing I love. You know, you think of like if you're in somebody's house, have you had a few drinks and somebody will say, wait, like tell you this, yeah. you know. And so so Petrified is kind of like a creepy extension of that. It's us saying like, wait, like tell you this, you know. And okay. so that's more what I probably started off in theatre, but then I realised that's what I wanted to be doing. Yeah. And and Liam, you worked in RTE, but you, you were an early adapter to podcasting, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, I've been podcasting since 2008. Like it was, you know, around the time, all you had to do was make a podcast and you'd be number one <laughs> in the country. Yeah. Like I think I have a screenshot of like a podcast we used to do at the time about comic books and it was like us and This American Life. Uh, you know, yeah, no yeah, one yeah, else, yeah. like we were top <laughs> of the, yeah. So so it's taken a long time, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of waiting for kind of people to kind of catch up, you know, in terms of, you know, pe- general people's interest in it, um. But with with audio drama like podcasts, um, I think still like a relatively newish thing, uh, in Ireland, um, like. Well, yeah, I mean, the obvious question is like, would you not just do what everyone else does and have two blokes having a really long conversation <laughs> for two hours? Like, like you're putting a lot of effort in here. Yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes I think that when I'm trying to edit these like sound effects and, you know, yeah. like someone gets up and like, oh, no, they're going to walk across a creaky floorboard and then yeah. they're going to open a ward and I need to get all these sound effects. And um, uh, yeah, when I'm writing, uh, I kind of forget that, that he's the man that has to make it all. Yeah, like it's actually happening. Uh, 
Remember the, the 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 one about the two characters having the fight and you Yeah, the, there was one uh there was one episode where like yeah, two characters are having a fight and like you need the sound effect and it needs to sound real. So the only way I could do it is like mic up my sitting room and just roll around on the floor like hitting myself, you know. <laughs> ah, oh, oh. Uh okay. you know to get cuz you want to want it to sound authentic, you know. So it's not coming from old uh, 78s of, from the BBC sound, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of sound effect. You're making them all up. DIY. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. exactly. Because um, it just if you find like with sound libraries, it's it's hard to get like something specific. You know, even it, even like you get like someone walking across, you know, the floor. But like when you read Peter's script and they may be doing it in you know a, a, a certain way, they you know nervous. They need to maybe walk slower. It's hard to get that. Yeah. Um, and like I said, like from doing feature reports, you know, on RT years ago. Um, you know, it was all about the sounds, you know, going out and about recording and, oh, yeah, get the door closing and, the, yeah. you know, or in the factory or whatever. Um, so, lo- so I have a, a big archive of them myself. And, and how, how did you guys end up together? Uh, Peter tricked me. I did. <laughs> I used to have this underground cinema night called Morb, and um, of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd I'd bring people to like uh, a weird location, and they wouldn't know what film they're going to see until it's on. And so you interviewed me for an RTE yep. thing, and so then I uh, got this idea in my head that I wanted to make a fake audio tour, so people would listen to this tour and walk around Dublin, and I'd be telling them things that didn't happen. But you see, could you fool them? Because I had this idea of like, you know, people going back to, if they were tourists, they go back home and then they'd be like, going, you'll never guess what happened here. But it wouldn't be true. So I didn't know how to do it, but I remembered Liam had interviewed me for OT before. So I pretended um, that I was interested in podcasts and things like that. And I was going, Would, can I take you for a coffee and just grill you? And then I like, so I talking about this idea I had and I was going, but I wouldn't know anyone to contact. Oh, okay. And then just like setting the trap and then Liam goes, oh, I could do that. And then I and then it was only like uh, years later when we were at a launch of something and somebody asked a similar question and two of us were on stage and I told the story and he went, what? Yeah. It was a trap. Yeah. Serious. Yeah. Yeah. For sound effects, yeah. guys, they're not the brightest yeah. in real human relations, are they? He's great at walking across a creepy floor. <laughs> So, so Peter, how did you get into horror? You were a weird child, I believe. Very weird child. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know if it got much better. Yeah. But um, so uh, I used to be like kind of a wonder, like not only weird, but like I'd always be sitting and reading, wouldn't really go out and stuff like that. But um, my granddad loved all the old Hammer Horror films, like, you know, Christopher Lee with the red eyes and Peter Cushion, like pulling the curtains down to let the sunlight in on Dracula. And so I would watch them with him and it was a real kind of feeling of comfort or like a safe space or something like that and then when my granddad passed away um I would watch these films to kind of remember him and they would comfort me and then it kind of turned into this weird thing that I would get comforted by watching horror films and so it's if I'm having like a bad week or if like you know I'm kind of feeling a bit low or something I'll just sit in the sofa and watch horror films. So being scared is your safe space? Kind of yeah yeah Mm. Tell me about the horror boot camp you went to <laughs> basically psychologically break you by the sound yeah, of things. Yeah, it was, I suppose the way you describe it, it was a creepy mixture of uh, Navy SEAL training and I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Okay. <laughs> so flew to Sheffield and you're brought to this like strange location and all the people were in like, so this was part of a research thing. I wanted to research, um, I wanted to research uh, horror theatre and how much you could be expected to put an audience member through. What, and so 10 minutes into this thing, I was going, I can't use any of this for the research. It was so extreme. So the people are wearing like hazmat suits and gas masks and things like that. And it basically turned into like this six hour, almost like kind of 
torture. Like they, they um, there was like extreme eating. You had to um, eat like crickets and um, all these slugs and things like that. There was like kind of have to hold the cylinder above your head while they're dumping buckets of water over your face. Then there was like, uh, I was nailed into a coffin. Oh, oh um, God. Yeah. And then yeah. They, they like emptied insects over my face and stuff like that. And so I was going, I can't use any of this research. But then... <laughs> Did they break said, it? Well, this was the thing. So if you wanted it all to end, you just had to say, I crack. And they'd immediately fly you back to your hotel and it's done. But my brain was going, if I crack, I'll never know what the next thing was. And I was going, even though it was hard, I was going, this is awful. I wonder what they're going to do to me next. <laughs> so I just stuck with it. And yeah. in the end, I made it to the end. But then what they do is um, they also gave you kind of points based on how well you... So in the end, I won. But like it wasn't... Um, I wasn't doing it to be competitive. It was sheer curiosity that kept wh- me going. What was your biggest fear in it? What was the most... Ur- so you have to give them access to your social media for a yeah. couple of weeks to see what makes you sick. And I have an egg phobia. So when I told my okay. so when I told my friends that they were going to have access to my social media, what do my friends do? They put loads of things about eggs all over my page to try and give these people the hint. Yeah. So then there was a, a part where it was like, um, you're soaking wet and like you're freezing and everyone's gathered around you and next of all they come out with a basin and I was going, well that basin can only be for one thing. They must be expecting you to throw something up into the basin and then they come out with all this food but in the mid it was all these kind of like slugs and crickets and this fish that's illegal to open in an enclosed space because it smells so oh, bad Yeah. but then in mind it was a big egg but it wasn't just an egg it was like an egg but um, I think it's called a millennium egg like the the, uh, the jellyish stuff is black and then the yolk is brown and so that was the worst part so then I was they were going are you going to crack are you going to crack so I, I won't tell you how but I forced the egg down so then oh, the, what did eggs ever do to you <laughs> <laughs> I don't know we'll see I don't know I, it's a very neat reason but when I I don't know if it's this but when I was small my mum had um, she got me a book for Gulliver's Travels and there was two islands that had to fight over one at the eggs from the top one at the eggs from yeah, the bottom yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was like a split, split, split sorry split screen picture and then one somebody was hitting an egg with a spoon and then the other one it was a, a battle and a man was getting hit in the head with an axe but there was blood coming out of the egg and egg yolk coming out of the man's head. Yeah. And so, but even then, for a long, long time, any time I saw a man with a bald head, I imagined the egg yolk coming out of it. So. Okay. Yeah. So you watch horror films for comfort. <laughs> <laughs> if I produced a half a dozen eggs, now you're not screaming out of the studio. So, so Liam, tell me about the the process then of how, how it works. Like, like you, you're churning out, a, it's a fresh story a fresh piece of drama like and you kind of do, you do one when you're in a, a run you do one every week yeah 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 exactly um yeah so there's a huge work involved um we've got like a, a a huge cast um of like really brilliant um you know irish actors that people know like uh margaret mccullough from humor's abandon and donico d um and yeah so we're just like recording them all and they have like an amazing job to do because each story is different so they have to play different characters you know each episode uh, you know completely different kind of uh, How long do you get with the script? Oh well, so uh, well the the okay. Well, P- Peter is notorious for uh, writing scripts uh, quite late, um, mm. so you know, like there'll be instances where we're supposed to be recording on Sunday at like ten a.m. and Peter will be only sitting down to write the script at like ten p.m. the previous night, um, and the actors don't get to see the script or read the script until they're actually recording. Okay. Um, which actually many of them have, have said they quite like 
Um, because... I'd imagine for the sound effects guy, though, it's not <laughs> 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 model, is it? Well, it's a, you know, it's not like a traditional radio drama. I'm not there with the with the you know the wooden <laughs> the, blocks doing the foley. <laughs> okay, you know? okay, okay, um, okay. They're all put in later. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, no, it, it, it's it, it, like it's great fun. Um, uh, like, and and this season we have um, we have two guest stars uh, with three guest stars actually um, in Welcome to Night Vale's um, Cecil Baldwin um, so we have him we have uh, filmmaker Larry Fessenden um, and Anne Doyle is actually doing okay. a cameo I was nodding along as if I knew Anne Doyle <laughs> yes yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. but, so listen it strikes me okay I don't mean to be all like kind of capitalist about this but like <laughs> is this costing a fortune are you making no, it anymore it's, no it's not no well it's kind of I go back to like two men sitting in a room talking well, that, about their well, feelings. We, yeah, well, when we record it around the dining room table in my house okay. and the majority of the uh, cast would be, because of like my experience, like writing stuff, like, the majority of the cast would be people I know. And so we get like some funding, but it's, it's definitely not okay. a money spinner. Like yeah. it's, it's done. It's a passion. Yeah. It's, yeah. Done it's a passion love. project. Yeah. I look, I didn't know them before, but I've listened to a few in the last few days and it is, it's actually, it's much more satisfying half hour if you want to just listen for half an hour than getting involved in some kind of, you know, political discussion or whatever, you can just do a half hour of switch off and everything. And, and as we were saying earlier, though, the nice thing is I don't know of a great horror tradition in Ireland, but the fact that the texture of Ireland is very much part of it. But then you've got this kind of yeah. classic horror stuff yeah. going on as well. Yeah, that's it. And so um, I'm kind of like, I'm really I know it's going to sound like I'm probably a mad thing. I'm really proud of being Irish. I love our traditions. I love our heritage. I love like kind of, you know, we started Halloween, you know? Mm. And so, and folklore and fairy stories and stuff like that. So, um, so it's a joy to make horror um, influenced by Ireland. Like yeah, I get it. Yeah, get and a tipping on, on kind yeah. of um, various social issues and stuff so, like that. Like, was like, quite like the name like, Ghost Estate yeah. writes itself, you yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so listen, series one and two of Petrified are available to listen to now and series three then is going to be there on Wednesday, is that right? Yes. And yes. one episode a week mm -hmm. for eight weeks and it really is great actually. Thank Peter you. Dunn and Liam Garrity, thank you very much thank and you. we'll take a break. Email brendan at rte.ie 